Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. Story number one, Pointed Stick, written by Ice Cream and Wine. The aliens stood at the center of the arena, their emotions radiating from them, terror, surprise, and uncertainty chief amongst them. We only had the sketchiest of information about them, our mistake. Short, stocky, powerful with two upper and lower extremities. The bigger one was screaming incoherently, and the smaller one was quiet, standing there and looking questioningly at the bigger specimen. The larger one bent down and conversed with the smaller one. At this, the emotions of both of them changed from terror to concern. That should have been our second clue. The arena doors opened and the deracks were herded in, Four-legged furry quadrupeds, four feet at the shoulder, and the head consisting of mainly teeth. The larger specimen took in the situation instantly, and pulled the smaller one behind it. The handlers released the Durax, a medium-sized creature that had been goaded in the pens and was now looking for something to take out its unhappiness on. It made straight for the creatures and rushed to attack. The large alien met the charge caught in a mild leap and tore it in half. A Durex literally torn in half in under a second. I doubt that anybody currently alive had ever seen that before. Two more Durex were loosed and the same result, though the bigger specimen took a bite to the upper appendage. Three more were released, two were downed almost immediately. The third's leap put the larger creature on its back. It strained to get its jaws on the alien's throat. The creature fought desperately to keep the jaws away, but was losing the battle. When the Jurex head exploded, when the younger specimen put one of its lower extremities through its skull, everything stopped. The smaller one helped the larger one up. The larger one touched its head to the smaller one for a few seconds, and then they stood back to back. The Morellian trooper was shoved into the arena. All spiky carapace and claws, the older specimen roared at it and stood there waiting. The older specimen pushed the smaller one behind it again, but the smaller one shook its head and moved to stand six feet to the right of the older one. The trooper rightly prioritized the older specimen as the greater threat and approached it with all four sets of claws spread wide. The aliens both continuously circled to the right, keeping the trooper off balance until they'd lost patience and charged. The older specimen leapt straight at it, which surprised the trooper, who had no time to adjust its tactics. An upper appendage was driven into the trooper's head, which turned to pulp almost immediately. Emotions washed over the arena. Rage, satisfaction, and triumph. Never had emotions been so strongly felt. Many people went into catatonic shock as they were unable to mentally cope with them. Three more troopers were sent in and they were defeated. However, 
The larger specimen had slowed to an almost standstill and was leaking a red fluid from several areas on his body. The Primarch himself that entered the arena, clad in his ornate battle armor. It still took him 10 to 15 minutes to subdue and dismember the larger specimen. Gasping and wheezing, he proclaimed, Put the smaller creature into a cell. I will kill it tomorrow. The smaller creature clung to the body of the larger specimen, rage, hatred, and fear emanating from it so strongly that nobody wanted to approach it. Presently, a squad of troopers with spears drove it over the arena and into a holding cell. All the while, it was bellowing its rage and awash with its emotions. Nobody noticed that it was clutching one of the older specimen's upper appendages. Overnight, the cameras in the cell seemed to show the alien eating at their appendage. Revulsion, disgust, and horror flooded the control room. Having fed, the smaller creature appeared to go to sleep. On the morrow, the creature was forced into the arena again by spear-bearing troopers. It stood in the center of the arena. The emotions radiating from it were strange. Not fear, just cold, hard hatred. The armored Primarch entered the arena and regarded the alien. The alien bellowed something and waved its upper appendage. Somehow, the gesture conveyed dismissiveness. The Primarch attacked and missed. The creature was fast, extremely fast, and bellowing time and time again. The bellowing somehow sounded like insults. The Primarch attacked again and again, the creature evading the attacks with ease. Finally, the Primarch, still stiff from yesterday's exertions, moved too close to the creature, who tripped him. The Primarch hit the floor, and immediately the creature repeatedly applied its lower appendages to the Primarch's helmet, which blew apart from the impacts. The Primarch rolled onto his back, the creature leapt onto his front, removing a thin white piece of something from up his sleeve and stabbed him in the throat several times, all the while roaring incoherently. The creature then stood on the body of the Primarch, one foot on his chest and the other on the floor, holding the white thing to the sky and bellowing. No further chances were taking. The creature was destroyed from long range. A few months later, having broken the encryption on their crashed ship, some of the following was established. The creatures were humans. The larger creature was a female of 67 of their years, nearly two-thirds through her life cycle. The smaller creature was the offspring of her offspring. The smaller creature was a male of ten of their years, not even one-ninth through his life cycle. The roaring when the smaller creature killed the Primarch, translated as, This is what you get when you hurt my grandma. Standing on the Primarch's corpse, the smaller creature bellowed, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Then the thin white thing that killed the Primarch was a bone from inside the appendage the younger creature carried into the cell. He wasn't eating it. He was fashioning himself a weapon. The new Primarch instantly forbade any forays into human space, and all information was suppressed under pain of death. But, as is usually the case, it's not a secret if more than one person knows about it. End of story. Story number two. A Locked Room and an Unconscious Death Builder Written by Admiral Marsupial III Dejou was scared. He didn't know where he was, 
He was groggy, his head hurt, and he was certain he had been drugged. And there was a rather large death boulder lying bloody and battered on the floor of the locked room that he just woke up in. What had happened? Why had it happened to him? What did the being who had beaten the human senseless have in mind for him? Yesterday, he had just finished his first term at university. He hadn't seen many alien species before. He left his homeworld to attend university in a different planet. Shuvi was on the fringe of habitable space and not one of the major civilizations. Not many came to visit. University was daunting at first. There were hundreds of different species, and he was the only one from Shuvi. For the first few weeks, he kept to himself, just quietly got on with his lessons and making his small dorm room his own little getaway. He was so grateful when his parents had been able to get him a single room rather than a shared dorm. As he left the exam hall yesterday, one of his fellow students, a human named Phil, the same death warder, now unconscious and bleeding in front of him, had asked Juju what he was doing to celebrate the end of the term. He hadn't been planning on anything other than going back to his room and relaxing. Phil asked him if he wanted to come out with him and his friends. Juju wasn't going to accept, but Phil had probably been the only person who he knew more than just to say hi to. Maybe because Phil sat next to him in class and decided to make friends with him. He agreed to go along, and the next thing Juju knew, he was here, with no clear memory after that moment. Juju heard Phil groan in pain and shuffled over to whisper to him, hoping not to alert whoever had done this to them. Phil, are you okay? Do you remember what happened? Why are we here? Juju, hoping that Phil might know something that would help them escape whatever mess they were in. Phil didn't answer. He slowly started moving, struggling to his feet, a low grunt accompanying every pained motion. Once he managed to fully stand upright, Juju saw Phil's face change from one of agony to one of fear rage. Phil almost roared out his next words. Quiet, you freaking chicken-headed bastard! I'm gonna rip your freaking wings out! Bull then walked up to the wall opposite Juju and leashed a kick so savage it went straight through the wall. Bull tucked his bloody arm into his body and slammed into the wall shoulder first and smashed through. Through the human-sized hole in the wall, Juju saw the terrified Redian, an avian species, probably the freaking chicken-headed bastard that Phil had referred to. An enraged human advanced on him. He never noticed the camera. I swear I didn't plan it. I couldn't have planned this if I tried. What are the chances? Some may say I went too far. But what else am I supposed to do with a friend who's already a drama student and a friend who's a makeup artist that also once helped to knock down an internal drywall at her house? The same house that we crashed at after the party last night and a friend who's still unconscious, soon to be very hungover, alien. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope 
that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.